and welcome to episode 260 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow food in my allotment and garden. Now coming up today, I have received a question from a listener who is asking what is MPK all about? And MPK can normally be found on bottles of fertiliser. That's coming up a bit later, but firstly, as always, we have the diary with what I've been up to over this last week. Well, today is Saturday, the 29th of February, 2020. Just in my greenhouse at home at the moment. Now, it's been a lovely day today. Quite nice and bright and sunny. Let's just hope this weather actually stays good for the foreseeable future, because it'd be nice to really crack on and do some gardening. So today, I have actually been rather, rather busy. I've had a bit of a, a sort out at home, clearing out some rubbish, tidying up the garden, went round my compost bins and gave them all a good turn. They're actually making some lovely compost, which will soon be ready to be used. After that, I then set about potting up my cucumber seedlings. Now, these seedlings were sown at the beginning of February, and they've been sat in my podding shed underneath grow lights with heat since then and they've germinated and they've grown well and they've started potting on their true leaves so it was time to pot them up and i've put them into individual root trainers for the time being where hopefully they'll grow nice big and strong now these cucumbers are destined for the greenhouse but i do have quite a few of them because i was desperate to try and get rid of many of my seeds so i may have many extra seedlings and plants that i'd find something to do with later on now I've ran into my greenhouse this evening, they've given everything a uh, really good watering in here. I like to try and at this time of year just limit the watering to about once a week and even then that may be a bit excessive. My leeks have germinated and they're off to actually a really really good start. This is a Musselberg variety and they were sown on the 8th of February. So they're doing well. Hopefully they will start to produce some really good leeks that will go down the allotment and grow on. At the moment they're just very, very small, only about a centimetre tall, but they are growing and they have germinated. So we will definitely have leeks this year unless anything really bad happens. My other surprise, back in, oh again, probably about the beginning of February, I've got the label here, let's have a look at that. 5th of February... I sowed some carrot seeds, a variety called Early Nantes. These are in the greenhouse, obviously. They have just, just started to germinate. Very, very difficult to see them, but I can just make them out. So that's also going to be a bonus. I should also get some carrots. I'm also noticed in, in here that my peach tree is starting to flower. But I moved my peach tree into the greenhouse over winter to try and prevent any peach leaf curl. And it seems to work for me rather well. But the, the flowers are now starting to flower. So I'm going to have to start getting a paintbrush and start pollinating. In fact, I'm going to do that now. Let's find my little paintbrush. and I've got my little paintbrush and all I'm doing is going from each flower just dipping the end of the paintbrush into each flower and moving along and along and along. Chances are insects would do it for me anyway, but I'm just trying to make sure it happens, or just trying to guarantee it happens, and then that will hopefully produce some peaches. Now this tree will actually stay in here till about May time, so it's doing okay at the moment, and more importantly, it avoids peach leaf curl. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to head on inside once I've finished acting like a bee with this peach tree.
Well, today is the 1st of March 2020, and I am feeling rather pleased with myself. You can probably tell my voice, I'm probably sort of energetic, feeling really, really pleased. And why is that? Because I've got down the allotment today. We've had decent weather to really go down the allotment and do quite a bit of work. Finally, February has just been a write-off for the allotment. So I came down this morning and the first task that I set about doing was just doing a little bit of weeding, clearing a few weeds here, there and everywhere. Now that's the usual sort of mundane tasks that happen to go on an allotment. We're getting lighter evenings so hopefully now we can start coming down in the evening and just get on top of the weeding that way. After that, my first task was my brassica bed. Now this is one of the six beds that I have on the older half of the allotment. It was made out of pallets and it contained kale and Brussels sprouts, all of which had gone past their best. So I've uprooted and removed all the brassica plants. They're gonna go home and they'll go be fed to the chickens. I removed all the pallet wood from around the edges and I've rebuilt using this timber that I have obtained. So that now gives me a four out of the six beds finally replaced. I then filled that bed up with some horse manure just to a, a quite a low layer actually. I'll probably do another load next week, but I kind of wanted to get on and make the most of this weather. Now the other two beds that will need replacing, they have got onion and garlic grown in them. So they're not going to be able to be replaced until June, July time. So they've just got to sit back and wait. The wood is here, ready to go. Just time. Now after that I completed another task that has been on my to-do list for quite a while. And that was replacing all the broken panes of glass of Grandad's greenhouse. Now there wasn't many broken pieces, there was two diagonal pieces that have been missing since November time when we had that really big bad storm come through and then there was two other broken panels that have been broken in recent storms over the last couple of weeks. Nothing too serious but fortunately they have now been replaced, the panels are all in place and this greenhouse is now completely rebuilt and cleared and ready to be used. I have removed all the bits of broken glass and I'll be taking those home to take down the tip, which has obviously opened up a bit more space on the inside. Now all I've got to do is start to move some of my plants down here. These are plants such as my onions that are waiting at home. They're to be grown down the allotment, they're just in their modules growing on at the moment. So I'm gonna move those down over this next week and they'll be here ready to go. Now the replacing of these glass panels is a bit of a fiddly job. It involves sort of removing clips, which can be quite fiddly, and then replacing the glass and pushing the clips back into place. Bit of a fiddly job and it did take a while, but it's not difficult. So I'm rather pleased with that. Now after Granddad's Greenhouse, that kind of completed my day. I'm getting rather hungry and really need something to eat. Weather is absolutely glorious today, beautiful sunshine and compared to the last few weeks I am so, so happy. Would love to stay down here longer but my stomach is saying otherwise so got to head home and get something to eat. Well today is the 2nd of February 2020, I'm at home and I finished work rather early today so I realised I didn't sow any seeds in my veggie pod 
yesterday so I came out to here to start sowing some seeds. Now there's nothing difficult about this I'm just scattering some salad leaf seeds onto the surface of which I've labelled up and that's it really. I'm also going to sow some radish seeds as well actually while I'm here and that'll provide us with some rather nice salads and radishes later on in this month. I do love this veggie pod. This has been probably one of the best purchases I've ever made because of just how simple and successful it is for growing salad leaves. Now usually I'll be sowing my salads on the first of the month and I forgot to do it yesterday unfortunately but I remembered today and I've got it done. So that's a, a good start to this growing season which is now well underway. And that really brings, let's close the lid down on this, and that really brings this week's diary section to a close. This week's tip from the Little Book of Allotment Tips reads, You may inherit an overgrown plot, full of brambles and other perennial horrors. If it's a large area, clear the soil little by little, a manageable patch at a time, but do the job thoroughly. Once a patch is weed-free and bare, you can start sowing or planting in it. Now this is a tip that, again, I can speak from experience. Something I did at my current allotment was I was in such a rush to get asparagus planted that I did not prepare the soil properly. Now it is full of weeds that are needing constant and constant weeding to try and keep on top of. Little bit of a problem, but it's something that I have learned the hard way from. Now I've received a question from a listener called Jen and Jen asked me what is MPK all about. Now a bit of background to this question. She was joining in a live stream on YouTube and somebody had turned around and said that a certain fertiliser was the best fertiliser because it had an MPK of 5712. But she didn't have a clue what this meant and she came and asked me and I'm absolutely fine to answer these sort of questions. If you look on the back of most fertilizers or feeds, you will find somewhere that there is an MPK rating. And it usually has MPK followed by a series of numbers. In Jen's case, it was MPK 5712. And what MPK actually stands for is three elements that are kind of essential to plant growth. Three nutrients, if you like. Now, the N is nitrogen and nitrogen really promotes leafy growth. It has a real essential role in developing chlorophyll within a plant. The P stands for phosphorus, and that is great for healthy root and shoot growth. And finally, potassium, or also known as potash. And this is represented by the K, and potassium is really good for encouraging flowers, fruits, and strong plants. Now the numbers after it are always in three different sections and they represent the amount of nutrients within each fertilizer. So the MPK, the first number would be the N and the second number would be the P and the third number would be a K. Now these numbers do change from fertilizer to fertilizer. A well-balanced fertilizer might have an MPK of 777 which tells us that that fertiliser contains 7% nitrogen, 7% phosphorus and 7% potassium. Now the example that Jen gave us was MPK of 5712. So 5% nitrogen, 7% 
phosphorus and 12% potassium. So that tells us that that is quite high in potassium and it's probably something like a tomato feed, which I do find most gardeners will say that's the only feed they use. It does promote flowering and it's not only useful for tomatoes, it's useful for a huge wide range of different plants, vegetables and so on. But for me, I do prefer to use different types of feeds depending on what is growing. So what I did, I went out to my shed earlier and I've grabbed some of my fertilizers and feeds just to go through and give you a bit of an example of what I use and what the NPK value is. Now the first one that I've grabbed is an organic tomato and vegetable food and this is actually in a solid form so I would take a handful and sprinkle it over a bed and this NPK in this is 7310 so that tells me there's 7% nitrogen, 3% phosphorus and 10% potassium so it's quite high in potassium compared to the others hence why it is a tomato and vegetable food now i find this to be good at really promoting those flowers and really promoting fruits so therefore we would get to good tomatoes good melons you anything that is a fruiting plant will do well with this particular feed now my next plant food that I grabbed from outside is also a fruit and vegetable concentrated plant food. Organic, I do prefer my organic. And this has an NPK of 326. So 3% nitrogen, 2% potassium and 6% phosphorus. So it's quite low in, in comparison to the solid one that I just mentioned. Now this is a liquid form and I would probably add a cap forward to one of my watering cans of water. Now my other one that I grabbed was a seaweed feed that I do like to use, particularly on my young plants. Unfortunately, this one does not state any MPK relationship on the back. So that tells me, I don't know, it doesn't tell me anything. What it does say is that there is 1% potassium oxide within this liquid feed. Now I tend to use this for my young plants, my seedlings if you like. Now this is a liquid feed, so what I tend to do is pour a capful, that's about 20 mil, into a watering can, again about 20 litres, and then pour that watering can all over my plants. In particular my seedlings I find do better with a seaweed extract or a seaweed feed. I find the seaweed really gives the plants a good start. After my seaweed extract and as the plants get bigger, I will probably use the feed from my wormery. And I use that on pretty much everything. I find that that is a really good uh, plant feed. But I, again, I can't tell you the NPK of that because it's homemade and I'm not a scientist. I can't go and find these things out. Another feed that I like to do, and this is another solid feed, is chicken manure pellets. Now I find chicken manure pellets actually do do a lot of good in the garden. They tend to really boost a lot of plants. In particular my leeks. I find that my leeks will grow and then all of a sudden they will start to slow down their growth. Then I'll just add a handful of chicken manure pellets and all of a sudden they suddenly start to boost back into growth. Now the MPK of a typical chicken manure pellet is 4 to 1. But there are examples of it being more like 777. So a pretty good all-rounder and it's pretty good for nitrogen. Again, those leafy crops such as salad leaves or leeks as my example and even brassicas really benefit from chicken manure pellets. 
So why do we want to add all these feeds and fertilizers into the soil when the nutrients should be in the soil, of course? And that's right, the nutrients are in the soil. But the thing is, as plants grow, they are taking in these nutrients in order to help themselves grow. And particularly in vegetable patches, because when we remove our vegetables, we are also removing those nutrients that the plant has taken up. And therefore, following plants are not able to access those same nutrients. They either have to dig their roots down deeper to find more, or we have to supply it in terms of fertilizers and feeds. And that's why it's important for us all to fertilize and feed our soil. I like the phrase feeding the soil because that's how I like to think of it. I'm potting nutrients into the soil. Now I do add a lot of compost to my soil, which in many cases are the, those plants that I am removing and they've already got the nutrients and what have you in there and they're going to break down into the compost. So in some ways I am of course returning some of my nutrients, but the reality is I'm probably not returning enough, which is why I have to add some of my own in the form of feeds and fertilizers. So I hope that answers a few questions for you. So what fertilizers or feeds do you use and why? Please let me know in the comments at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk or alternatively, you can email me richard at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social. So for this week, please take care and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>